and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is, and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at the mysterious death of Elisa Lamb. Before I begin, there is a content warning. We're talking in depth about the death of a young woman. There is also talk about her mental health. If that's going to upset you, you're welcome to mark this as played and skip it. I'm not going to be mad. Your safety comes first. Also, before I begin, there are a lot of parts to this story. It's a very big mystery, so there are a lot of transitions today. Just stick with me because there's a lot of things to look at in this one. On January 26, 2013, Elisa Lam arrived in Los Angeles. Elisa was 21 and a Canadian college student. She arrived by Amtrak train from San Diego and was only stopping off on her way to Santa Cruz as part of her trip across the west coast of the United States. This trip was made as a getaway from her studies in Vancouver. Elisa's family had been worried about her travelling on her own and she had been determined to go alone. The compromise that they had made was that Elisa would call every day to let her parents know that she was safe. On January 31st, Elisa didn't call. Her parents thought that something was wrong, since that was the day that Elisa was due to check out of the hotel she was staying at, the Cecil Hotel. Her parents contacted the Los Angeles Police Department, who made their way to the Cecil, but couldn't find Elisa. The police did take the CCTV footage from the hotel though. What they found on the elevator footage makes this mystery very bizarre. The video was released on the LAPD website and can now be found on the internet if you wish to see it, but I'll tell you what happens. The video only shows the inside of the elevator and Elisa steps in. She pushes all of the buttons on the inside, then peers out of the elevator. She steps back in, then exits the elevator completely. Then she steps back into the elevator and stands in the corner, out of sight of the corridor, doing something with her hands. She continues to step in and out of the elevator then eventually steps away from the elevator and lets the elevator door close. The only person captured in the video was Elisa. The video is only four minutes long, but has racked up tens of millions of views from all across the world. To this day, people speculate on what exactly Elisa was doing in the elevator. Some think that Elisa was playing a game that originated in Asia Others believed she was having a psychotic break of some kind. It was discovered that Elisa suffered from bipolar disorder and it's possible that she had stopped taking her medication. Whether these things are even connected is unknown and possibly irrelevant. I'm going to go back to the game for a second. I feel like it needs to be explained. 
The game in question is known as the Elevator Game. There isn't a specific location for its origin, but involves using an elevator to reach a different dimension. It dates back to 2008, but has changed over time. We'll have a look at that now before returning to the Cecil Hotel, just so we're on the same page on this part of this mystery. All of the information in this section is coming from a Ghost in My Machine article from 2020 by Lucia, who has already done the deep dive into the elevator game. Although the name makes it sound fun, it seems to be anything but that. Although I'm going to be telling you how to do this, I strongly believe that if this is true, we shouldn't be dabbling in things that we don't understand. The game seems to have been written up in Japanese first. In 2009, Gizmodo Japan posted a link that sent people to the Japanese message board 2CH, which is now 5CH. By scrolling through the thread on 2CH, the first ever mention of the game is dated November 22nd, 2008. The rules are quite simple. Get on an elevator in a building that has at least 10 floors. As long as you're alone, the game will begin. In order, you must visit the 4th, 2nd, 6th, 10th and 5th floors. When you reach floor 5, press the button for the 1st floor. This should cause the elevator to go up in the opposite direction, up to the 10th. The goal is to have the doors open up to an empty space, but there's no information as to what happens after that. There's also word of a mysterious woman who joins at the fifth floor, but there's no official note of what to do if she gets on. Just an ominous message saying not to talk to her because she's not really a person, although it doesn't say what that means exactly. The instructions stop after the second visit to the 10th floor and for good reason. Nobody has been back to tell us what happens afterwards. The suggestion is that you follow the instructions and end up in a different world. There's no way to come back in the initial instructions. By 2011, Korean translations had surfaced and the instructions changed, with a way back added to them. There was also the option to cancel your journey if you changed your mind. English translations of the Korean translations surfaced in late 2011 with the additional note that electronic devices such as cell phones won't work after changing places. There seemed to be another detail as well. By exiting the elevator and looking out a window, it was possible to see the town or city that the elevator was originally in, but the lights will be off and there will be a red cross glowing in the distance. People soon began to post their version of events that happened when they attempted it. Lucia looked into where the game had originated. The burning question was whether or not a real-life event had inspired the instructions. The answer was a resounding possibly. In 2006, 
an elevator in the Minato ward of Tokyo suffered a malfunction. The doors were open and the elevator began to ascend. A 16-year-old girl unfortunately lost her life, prompting an investigation. The investigation found that several of these malfunctions had occurred, but this was the only one with a casualty. The elevators were replaced, but it caused an anxiety in relation to elevators in Japan for quite some time. It's possible that the instructions were written to be some kind of coping mechanism to help make sense of the issue. The elevator game was just a harmless piece of writing to help someone make sense of the tragedy that happened. But then Elisa Lamb disappeared and the Western world began to read into it much further than was intended. Now that we've looked at the game, let's return to the Cecil Hotel to find out what happened. The CCTV footage from the Cecil's elevator was the last time Elisa Lam had been seen. By February 19th, two weeks after the CCTV footage had been published by the police, guests at the Cecil Hotel reported that the water in their rooms looked, tasted and smelled off. The hotel had one of the maintenance workers, Santiago Lopez, go onto the roof of the building to see if there was a problem with the water tanks. Lopez climbed the tanks and opened the maintenance hatches on them. Inside one of the tanks, Lopez discovered a body. The Los Angeles Fire Department was called and they had to drain the tank before getting the body out. It was Elisa Lamb. She was found completely naked but her clothes were in the tank with her. Nobody knows how she got into the tank. In the subsequent questioning, it was discovered that one of the last people to see her alive was a bookstore owner named Katie Orphan. She said that it seemed like Elisa had made plans to return home and had spent money in the store on gifts for her family members. An autopsy was performed but the results gave more questions. Toxicology reports confirmed that Elisa had in fact been taking her medication, which ruled out most of the suspicion that her mental health was the reason that this happened. There were also no signs of recreational drugs or alcohol in her body. At this point, amateur sleuths began looking at all the evidence that had been presented. They hoped to solve the mystery of what had happened one sleuth even got a copy of the toxicology report and put it onto Reddit with a breakdown. This breakdown had three key points to it. The first point was that Elisa had taken at least one antidepressant the day that she disappeared. The second point was that she had taken a se separate antidepressant and a mood stabiliser recently, but not that day. The third point is that Elisa hadn't taken her prescribed antipsychotic recently. The conclusion made from these points was that Elisa was likely not taking her prescribed medication properly. A second conclusion was made from these points too. 
Using antidepressants to treat bipolar disorder can induce manic side effects, and it appears that some concluded that Elisa was in one of these manic episodes, explaining her behaviour in the elevator. The hotel manager, Amy Price, aided the police wherever possible and ultimately ended up in court testifying. She made statements about the behaviour of Elisa that seemed to corroborate with the idea that Elisa was taking her medication incorrectly. Price said that Elisa had initially been staying in a shared room, much like a hostel. However, she said that there had been complaints of odd behaviour from her roommates that forced Price to move Elisa to a private room. The court case was actually part of a wrongful death lawsuit raised by Elisa's parents. They stated that the hotel had a duty to inspect and seek out hazards that could be a risk of danger to guests. The hotel fought the lawsuit, filing for dismissal. The argument from the hotel was that there was no reason to think that anyone would be able to get into the water tanks without help. The court believed that the hostel's argument was unreasonable. They brought in Santiago Lopez, the man who found Elisa, to explain how much work it was to get to the hatch on top of the water tank. Lopez had to get the elevator up to the 15th floor of the hotel. Before stepping outside, he had to turn the alarm off, and once he'd done that, he needed to climb onto the platform containing the water tanks. Once on the platform, Lopez climbed the ladder to the top of the tank. Only then did he notice that the hatch on one of the tanks was open. The testimony that Lopez gave suggested that Elisa would find it difficult to get into the tank on her own. Even if she'd made it out to the roof of the building, the alarm would have alerted the staff that somebody had gotten out there. The court ruled that Elisa's death was unforeseeable and dismissed it because it happened in a place that guests would not have been able to access. With the case being dismissed in court, there are no suspects and no conceivable way that Elisa would have been able to get into the water tank. But here's where we need to look a little deeper. Not at Elisa, at the hotel. The Cecil Hotel first opened its doors in 1927. Over the years, it has gained a reputation for being a place of death and paranormal events. One of the most famous deaths linked with the hotel is the Black Dahlia, which I explored in episode 35. She was seen drinking there in the days before her death. The hotel was the home of some of the United States' most notorious serial killers. In 1985, Richard Ramirez used the hotel as his home base. He lived on the top floor of the hotel and allegedly would shed his clothes outside after a murder, then would walk into the hotel half naked. At the time, the hotel was in such a way that his behaviour would have gone unnoticed. In 1991, Jack Unterweger 
would live in the hotel. Probably better known as the Vienna Strangler, he lived in the hotel whilst in the midst of his killings. The hotel was never closed due to its historic significance. Elisa Lamb's death just added to its mystery as a place where bad things dwell. This ominous aura has inspired an entire season of American Horror Story. Ryan Murphy, the creator of the show, said in a press conference that the season was inspired by some hotel CCTV footage from a couple of years prior. He said that the footage was of a girl in an elevator who was never seen again. Elisa's story may have been the inspiration for the season, but she is not mentioned at all. This, based on the content, contents of the season, was probably an important decision that Murphy made. Another pop culture reference involved is a video game called YIIK, a postmodern RPG. The game came under fire in 2016 due to resemblances to the Elisa Lamb case during the storyline. One scene involves the main character receiving a video file showing another character in an elevator. The elevator opens to a different dimension and the person in the elevator is kidnapped by a demonic figure. The founder of the studio behind the game discussed the influence that Elisa had on the development of the game. He said that there wasn't an official story about the death. He stated that the local news focused on the fact that people had been using the water from the tank that she was found in. He questioned why they weren't focusing on the fact that Elisa was a human being and that it was easy to talk about her medication without sparing a thought about who Elisa was or what really happened. In 2017, the Cecil Hotel closed its doors rebranding itself as the Stay On Main. Parts of the hotel are still used to house the homeless, but that's a different part of the building. Finally, in 2021, Netflix released a documentary about the case. The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel was a four-part documentary about the disappearance. However, the documentary was met with some negativity. Those who watched it seemed to feel that the documentary made it seem like Elisa's mental health became secondary. The documentary focuses on the paranormal events tied to the hotel and seems to suggest that, the mental, that mental health seems to be dangerous and forgets that somebody suffering from mental illness is a victim of that. As of the release of this episode, no official answer has been given for this mystery. People are still trying to find those answers, though. Elisa Lamb's death is one of the biggest mysteries in recent years. The lack of evidence makes it difficult to come up with a definitive answer. However, Sleuths and podcasters have looked into the mystery and come up with some theories. The first theory is that Elisa's mental health issues were, unfortunately, the cause of her death. The autopsy showed that Elisa was on antidepressants for her bipolar disorder, 
and was also offered antipsychotic medication. As discussed before, the use of antidepressants to medicate bipolar disorder can cause a manic, manic state. That doesn't mean an intensely happy state. Manic states can cause hallucinations, psychosis, or can even cause someone to make decisions that put them in danger. It's possible that this happened to Elisa, who may have felt like someone was following her. To get away, she hid in the water tank, leading to her death. The problem with this is that the roof of the building was alarmed. There doesn't seem to be a way for her to get out there without notifying the staff of the hotel. One of the theories is that Elisa was on recreational drugs, which caused the action seen in the video. Of course, this doesn't make any sense, since the toxicology report said there were no substances in her blood that they didn't already know she had taken. One of the major theories is that Elisa was murdered. The CCTV footage shows her looking up and down the hallway of the hotel. A forensic psychologist said that the video seems to be showing Elisa hiding from someone. There is a rumour that she was seen entering the hotel with two men, but they were never seen again. The men were investigated, but there was no evidence to link them to anything. Another odd connection is the film Dark Water. Some theorists believe that somebody murdered Elisa to copy the events of the plot of the film. The idea behind this is that the characters in the film were called Dahlia and Cecilia, after the Black Dahlia and the Cecil Hotel. In the movie, the characters discover that the water in their building is disgusting because there is a body in the water tank. In order for these theories to make any sense, the murderer must have known how to deactivate the alarm on the roof. Now we're getting to the more bizarre theories. First on the list is that Elisa was a tuberculosis test subject. In 2013, there was a tuberculosis outbreak on Skid Row, the area of Los Angeles that houses the Cecil Hotel. People who suggest this theory point out that one of the tuberculosis tests is called the Lamb Elisa, spelled in exactly the same way as her name. The theory states that Elisa was a test subject for a new type of medication, but this theory is disproven by the toxicology report. Surely medication would have shown up with her other medication. This one has already been discussed in this episode, but there's a theory that Elisa did actually play the elevator game and succeeded in getting to the alternate reality. However, it's possible that if this is true, she died in the new reality and was sent back in a different place. It's a bit far-fetched, but would explain how she managed to get onto the roof without setting off the alarm. The only issue with this is that Elisa never actually stayed on the elevator. She left it and then disappeared. It doesn't really make any sense. Possibly the oddest theory in this story is that Elisa was the victim of ghosts. Paranormal entities were, were a common thing in the Cecil. Some people theorised that they came after Elisa for some reason, 
although that can be attributed to all sorts of things. The ghosts could have led her to her death on the roof by chasing her through the hotel and turning off the alarm on the roof. Some speculate that Richard Ramirez, who was well known for praying to the devil, had something to do with it from beyond the grave. There is absolutely no evidence to this theory and paranormal investigators may not have even been into the uh, Cecil Hotel to find any at all. Once again, I can't find any specific evidence to swing this mystery in one way or another. The tragic loss of Elisa Lamb's life is a mystery, and without any new evidence, it's likely to remain that way. The story from this episode came from an ATI article called The Unsolved Mystery Behind the Disturbing Death of Elisa Lam. Two Ghost in My Machine articles, one called On the Elevator Game from 2020 and one called The Most Dangerous Games, The Elevator Game Revisited. A journal article from Pop Perception called The Tragic Story of Elisa Lam or The Terrifying Story of Elisa Lam and a BBC News article called Elisa Lam, What Really Happened in the Cecil Hotel. Theories from this episode came from the previous articles. A How Stuff Works article called How Did Elisa Lam End Up Dead in a Hotel Water Tank? And a Bustle article called Eight Chilling Theories About Elisa Lam's Death. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree. And, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't open up a new email, so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next Creature feature will be out on Saturday and next week's episode comes out on June 1st. So hold on until then.